0: Two Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode six of the Crick Picks podcast, in which I, Behram Kazi, you can find at Def Mango on Twitter, Estelle Vasudevan, who you can find on Twitter at Estelle underscore Vasude the number one, and Jared Kimber, you can find literally anywhere. What we're going to what we're going to be doing today is having an ultimate T twenty all rounder draft. So each of us get five picks each, and we're going to have the snake draft concept once again. If you've watched the previous episodes, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. It's basically one, two, three three two one so first pick goes gets to go sixth and seventh ultimately and uh yeah i mean it's going to be a very interesting one uh thoughts jared estelle because there are a lot of t20 all-rounders but at the same time i was kind of struggling to find quality ones
1: yeah that's exactly how i kind of felt <laughs> when when i saw this i um i wish i'd uh, vetoed this idea um <laughs> i'm not confident in my list i'm not confident that we'll get this right and uh Please, if you have any issues with it, uh, it's uh, Deaf Mango on Twitter, I believe.
0: <laughs> if you need to make complaints, yeah, this one's my idea. What about you, Estelle? Did you struggle as well?
2: Yeah, you. When you say all-rounders, you think, oh, there are so every team has two hmm. all-rounders, right? At least. <laughs> uh, but then, when you look at like current performances and records, it's kind of hard to pick, um, like really, really quality ones. So let's see how it goes.
0: Yeah, I also rigged it because I'm going first in this one <laughs> and I get to basically pick the standout seam bowling all-rounder in contemporary cricket and I don't think there'll be any surprises here. I don't think any other all-rounder currently stacks up to Hardik Pandya. Uh, I mean, he's an impact cricketer. We, would go over the, we could go over the stats, of course. 29.5 with the bat, he averages at nearly 140. His strike rate is 139 and also he's got 152 wickets at an economy of 8.14. But I don't think those things matter because Pandya, you know, is synonymous with impact. And it's interesting, you know, as a bowler, he's grown uh, on his day when he's, you know, fit and firing. He can also, you know, uh, bowl quite quick, not express, but quite quick. And then as a batter, he's versatile. He can, you know, hold up one end or he could just go berserk does both jobs equally well although I always prefer when Pandya goes berserk and also we've seen him uh, you know deploy the wobble ball recently which I'm, I've been personally quite impressed with
1: no he's just a hugely skilled player I think he would have been number one for all three of us
0: if mm. we're being <laughs> honest <laughs> yeah uh, who's next is it Estelle if I'm not wrong
2: I think I think it's me I'm going with yeah. uh, Ash Gardner I think mm. if you <laughs> again if you, if you if you look at if you look at like you said it's very difficult to pick Players who are doing really well at the moment, right? And I think Ash Gardner is one who is ha, ha, has been over the last few years just consistently good in both facets of the game. I don't think she gets to bat enough because that Australian batting lineup is so good. But also as a in the women's game, you don't get that many players who can come down the order and strike the ball like she does. Um so for that reason I think she's a clear number one pick for me. As Jared said. Probably hard, Hardik is probably the best in the world right now, just because mm. that seam bowling option is so rare. Uh, but I think Gardner is a good number two. Great, I mean, she makes makes gets a space place in the team even solely as a bowler because she's been that successful.
0: Surprising, I, you I picked think her should. ahead of Pez.
1: Pez is T-20s. about eighty-three years old, though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, I think that the Australian women's team has like a million all-rounders. Mm-hmm. And so she's probably the standout, but there's so many other players there that would be very good on other sides in, or in other sides as well. Um, so I think, I think that's a really interesting one. Um, I am going to go the one I assumed that Estelle was going to go for. Um, and uh, she went slightly different. I'm going to go Husaranga, mm. whose batting hasn't quite come across at the IPL level as the way it should, but, I think me and Estelle have seen enough to know that one day he's going to make runs um, <laughs> in more places. Uh, whether I think Sri Lanka might slightly over egg his batting at times, but his impact with the ball is so high. And he's certainly not, he's not enough. He's not a number eight who can hold the bat. He's a better player than that. Um, and I think he's probably my tip for number uh, in the, in, in my first pick after that. It's, it really is a bit grim <laughs> um I'm not sure i've got I've got a couple of different names, one I wanna put on the list. no i'm gonna go with um uhmaraon cap hmm. um I know she's moving on a little bit, but she's just she's just still one of the most if you look at her, she's basically an elite bowling threat always. And can bat as high as what number four Estelle? Like on a on a good day, like she's a proper old school all rounder in that kind of way. Um, and I think she's absolutely fantastic. As I I think there's usually if you look at associate cricket and women's cricket, there's usually more all rounders. And part yeah. of the reason for that is that their game isn't as um, professionalized. And and so you know if you look if you look back in the old days of cricket, like everyone was an all rounder. Mm-hmm. And as we go on and on, we get more and more specialists. And I think there's probably a few women who in five or 10 years time won't be considered wouldn't, wouldn't be good enough to be all-rounders. Whereas I think she's one who probably would be. Her and Ash Gardner are probably the two standouts there. Um, so yeah, Hasaranga and Cap and for me.
0: Love how in the first four picks out of these 15, we've got two women already. And I was once again behind the eight ball. I only searched for men's all-rounders, but I, I like this. Uh, she does this every episode, by the way. Estelle did this with, well, commentators makes more sense. I think your pick was Alison Mitchell. Then she went with Charlotte Edwards in the ODI World Cup uh, 11 uh, episode? Charlotte
1: Edwards, by the way, in that is gonna, I hope she watches that and realizes that she's been picked ahead of Viv Richards.
2: Yeah,
0: and
1: it's only because Estelle didn't have Viv Richards written down in her notes. Yeah,
0: but uh, Hasaranga, I had him too. I actually, he was my second pick. So you've stolen that one from me, Jared. Uh,
1: yeah. It's you now, isn't it? No, Who's it's Estelle.
0: It? Yeah.
2: Oh, actually, Hasaranga, I would say I would have picked him, but the fact is he hasn't really gotten runs. Like, I mean, everybody sure. knows he can bat. It's obvious that he can bat, but he he hasn't done anything in international level. So that's why I kind of, I left him out of my lineup. At my number two, I'm going with Dre Russ. Um, hmm. He's just kind of come back into the T20 scene. And I think if he's available, there is no team that wouldn't want him in their lineup, right? He's He's... An, an unbelievable strike of the ball, but at the same time with the ball, he keep, he, he keeps picking up wickets. I think that's what's um, the most important thing about him as a bowler. You don't think much of him, but he does keep picking up wickets. So Dreras, uh as my number two pick.
1: He's a, he's a tough one, isn't he? Because I, I, I didn't even know what to do with him. Mm. Him, him and Runga because I actually both think they should be both very high, but you, I could make an argument that either shouldn't be in the top five. Mm. And yet I've picked Runga first and would have had Dre Russ really high as well. So I, I, I agree with you. It's a bit of a weird one. I was
0: on the fence with Dre Russ because we've seen the best of him already. He's passed his prime. So I wasn't quite sure, you know, how high he would be there. He was a part of my list, but he would probably have featured pretty low, if I'm being honest.
2: Yeah, pick him so that no one else picks him before
0: I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame we can't pick Ben Stokes in this either because he doesn't bowl anymore. Yeah,
1: no, that's fair. Is it, have you got a couple of picks now?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple of picks, and uh, my second pick is uh, might come across as a bit controversial considering current form, but I think that at least uh, in Pakistan's team, there's been one out-and-out MVP when it comes to all-rounders in the recent you know years. And uh, Shadab Khan still makes it. He averages uh, a touch under 19 with the bat, strikes at 136. And he has 292 wickets as well in T20s at an economy of uh, less than seven and a half. So if you look back at the T20 World Cup in Australia, I do think he was Pakistan's best player. And uh, I also feel like Pakistan haven't utilized him properly. Like he is a great spin basher and they're always pretty much mess up that matchup. It's not like they've never gotten it right. They have on a couple of occasions. But it's been few and far between. And I think Shadab, the batter, is underrated. Uh, really, really good spin basher, of course. And if he hit those sixes and fours versus Nokia as well at the SCG. Then, as a bowler, he's definitely not the Shadab of old. But he can still be quite handy. And he is arguably the best ever fielder Pakistan have ever produced. Mm. So, there's three-dimensional, you know, brilliance over there and four-dimensional, if you count, leadership abilities. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm quite satisfied with him being as my second pick.
1: I think when his batting got good a couple of years ago, especially in the PSL when he made all those runs, I would have had him really, really high. But unfortunately, when his batting got good, his bowling fell off the cliff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I didn't I didn't know where to put him. I was... It, he's still an, arguably a top five pick. Mm. Um, but... I I don't know if you would if if this was a draft where you're actually picking someone for your team tomorrow. I don't know where, whether he would go anywhere near as high as some of the other players that we've talked
0: about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I definitely understand the current form thing, and I think he has dropped off as a bowler big time. But you know, it wasn't long ago that he was doing decently with the ball as well. You can only hope that injuries evade him and he is back to his. Bowling best But yeah I mean Jury's kind of Out on him Maybe there's a bit Of bias in this one As well But you know If Pakistan's Playing T20s I feel a lot More comfortable When Shadab Khan Is in the team So No
1: he's definitely Bias
0: Yeah <laughs> Anyway My third pick um, Some people Might not like this Because this cricketer is Predominantly a batter And that's what He's mostly known for But I think Glenn Maxwell With the bowl Is quite handy as well and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going at, uh, under eight and over in T20 cricket. Doesn't have a lot of wickets, but he's a great defensive bowling option, as many would have seen in the ODI World Cup as well. Sure, he can go for some runs, or um, a lot of runs on some occasions, but then he more than makes it up, uh, makes up for it with the bat, because he's striking at over 150, at 153 to be exact. And sure, the average is just under 28, but, you know, Glenn Maxwell makes any sort of T20 team stronger, and maybe he's not a four over bowler, but he could bowl like a couple of overs and he could be quite handy.
1: It's it's interesting though because I would argue he's probably a better bowler in um, ODI cricket Hmm. than he is in T20 cricket at the moment, the way he's been bowling Mm -hmm. in recent times. Um, Yeah, I didn't know where to put him in. He's he's on my list but I didn't have him really high just because I'm not sure I fully commit to him being an all-rounder. But having said that, me and you both have hustle High <laughs> and he's only done one side of, of, of everything at the moment. Yeah. So uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know that that's a terrible pick or not. Um, uh, but I'll be thinking about it for quite some time.
0: Yeah, I suppose we'll let the viewers and listeners decide. <laughs> um, anyway, Estelle, you've got another pick. And it's funny how you usually get two picks in a row, but this podcast, you only get one pick at one time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm, at number three, I'm going with Haley Matthews. Haley matthews interesting i think if you look at if you look at particularly the men's game right now right and if you compare it to the past you had a lot of top order batters who could bowl in previous eras right and that mm. that was huge in balance balancing teams and you don't really see that much of that now I think Haley matthews is one of those players who is absolutely dominant uh with back and ball and it i think it it kind of helps that she does play in a team where there aren't that many stars and she gets to kind of showcase her ability in both facets of the game. Um, Just the way she's played in, I think, pressure situations is probably one of the big reasons that I pick her because she's done it against the best teams in the world, right? Um, So that's my number three pick. And just on Shadab, I think he's quite similar to Hasaranga. Um, Except he's in really terrible form with the ball right now. Hmm. Um, one but, of
1: them can bowl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, like two years ago, probably, you know, you would have, you would have had a tough choice pick, picking between those two. But obviously now with the bowling, you would probably go with Hasaranga. So anyway, my number three pick, Haley Matthews.
0: Yeah, it's
1: interesting. I I think Hayley Matthews, when she started, I think we all got her confused. I think we all thought that she was uh, a batter who can bowl a little bit, where she's probably a bowler who bats. Um, And if she was in a stronger team and she could move down the order, she'd probably be a much better player. Um, But she's, Got a bat up the top of the order. And sometimes that means we get more inconsistent runs from her than perhaps you would want um, from someone else. But no, she's fantastic.
0: Interesting how uh, we've gone through, what, eight picks now in total? And we have uh, how many pace bowling all-rounders? Just Drehras, Hardik, and Marazan, right? Yeah, yeah. Interesting exactly. how spin bowling...
1: Uh, no, you're right, because I'm not about to change it either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Sikandar Raza, ah! who I'm kind of glad that you guys didn't take so far. I was far. about
0: to. I was confused between him and Maxwell. I was like, which one do I go with first? And now you've, you've taken Sikandar as a butt. How sad.
1: Honestly, I almost took him first. Hmm. Um, he, he wasn't that far away. I had I had the three of them very, very similar. Uh, and and um, obviously Hardik and Ashghar now were quite high up on my list as well. Um, uh, so yeah, so I've gone with him. He's just been fantastic, right? Huh. Like it, I, I kind of think that the whole thing's going to end very soon. Like he can't just keep, being as good as he has been at his age uh, with with his pedigree. But uh, he seems to be proving all of that wrong. And uh, it's a fantastic story, but he's also a wildly entertaining cricketer. So he's got kind of everything that you want going for him. Um, uh, You know, outside of the fact that Zimbabwe sort of collapsed around him again, um, everything is is coming up him. So I think he's absolutely fantastic. I am – I'm going to go a little bit rogue because I don't think this person is – then ne- should be the next person, mm. but being you do have you do make a point about us uh, overlooking everyone who's a scene bowler. I'm going to go with a little bit of projection. Mm-hmm. So I've got if you look, I've got a couple of older players now in, in Marazan and Sakanda. So I'm going to throw in Baz de mm. as my next pick. I had him. because he's yeah, I, as you said, there aren't many scene bowling, so I could have gone Curran or Holder. Or even Cameron Green, David Visa. There's a few, yeah. few other scene bowling around us. But I actually think if you were picking a side right now, I think de wouldn't be that far away from yeah. all of those guys. And he's a lot, y- he's younger than most of them other than Sam Curran. He maybe has, he may it, it's maybe not as obvious where he fits into some teams as Sam Curran, but in some ways he might actually have a higher ceiling, you know, with his ability to bowl quicker than Sam Curran mm. and also bat a lot higher than Sam Curran. Um, I'm really interested to see in the next couple of years. this could be a this could be a, my worst draft. Or Hasaranga could come out, start smashing the ball everywhere. Um uh and and Baz takes over in the next couple of years. But he's my man. Remember that cricket is a funny game. Hundred years before we protected our heads, players looked after their groins. So don't be as stupid as old cricketers and protect your computer today. NordVPN is the protection I use when facing cyber shortfalls or when rights issues try to dismiss me. NordVPN will help you get through the straight bat of any geo blocks, so you can watch all the cricket you want. If you need your pitch changed, well, NordVPN can doctor any surface to a new location so that your IP address is set up for you to win. Want to buy an associate cricket shirt from a place that won't ship to your country? Select NordVPN. Want to watch a game on a free stream in another hemisphere? NordVPN. Or if you just want to watch a clip on social media that a cricket board won't allow you to, promote NordVPN to pinch it for you. So if you need a VPN, go Nord. Use nordvpncom forward slash Kimber to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The link is in the show notes. Protect your computer like a cricketer protects its nether region with NordVPN today.
0: I mean, if you yeah, think Hassan about Rang it, right? is
2: captaining today, right? So hmm. he, he might he? be, yeah, he might be pushing Promote himself up yourself. the order. Yeah.
0: Also, <laughs> in the recent LPL, if I'm not wrong, he was leading wicket taker and leading run scorer, something like that. Estelle. Yep.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's a solid pick. Hasaranga was my number two, and uh, I mean, Basto probably wouldn't have made it ahead uh, of Sam Curran for me. But uh, I'm really, really pissed at you, Jared, for picking Sikandar Raza, But we're not over yet. <laughs> well,
1: what, what do you What do you think? in the next three years, Sam Curran will do that is better than Basilita other than new ball bowling.
0: Hmm. Maybe like lower order hitting? Yeah, but Basilita will be batting
1: higher up. So Uh even if he's a slightly inferior batter... If he can bat at number four or number five, he's giving you a lot more flexibility than Curran can, right? Mm. Uh, Bazdalita can bowl at the death and Curran can bowl at the death, but they can both obviously be smacked. So Curran maybe has a better death bowling. Bazdalita is probably a better bowler in the middle overs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bazdalita can probably bat anywhere from three to seven in a in a franchise side, right? And consistently, whereas Curran probably is a number seven, occasional number six, and then a pinch hitter. Um, so I, I don't know. I might be wrong and maybe it's just that Sam Curran hasn't been playing good recently but i i am feeling i'm feeling the buzz huh. as i said this could be a terrible draft for me
2: <laughs> yeah me actually said, i, I like we're... those two picks because in in like if you look at current day in form those are two of the most in form all rounders right um huh. the leader was special in the qualifiers i know that's odi cricket but um he's been pretty good in the last couple of years raza has been unbelievable for zimbabwe so i think they are two good picks if you look at if you're looking at current players. Um, it looks
1: like Estelle's just trying to come up with as a pause because she hasn't. <laughs> she doesn't know who her fourth player is?
2: No, no, I have my five, and I like except for Raza. Have, no one else has been picked so. I'm going oh, for Rashid Khan at number 4.
0: See now I was thinking Ooh. about Rashid but he only averages 13 with the bat. So where do we put him?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think you don't you you can't consider his average with the bat because hmm. it's during these last 12 months when he's when that uh, Afghanistan lower middle order has kind of really clicked and caught, kind of started believing that they can make runs. And we've seen that from um, Nabi. As I mean, Nabi's always been a good all-rounder, but you've seen them taking taking it up a bit in the last year or so. So I would go with Rashid Khan. I know he hasn't done much, but I think in terms of impact with the bat, he can have a huge impact because he can clear the boundary really easily. Um, And of course, with the ball, He's fantastic, right? So.
1: So you take him over Muhammad Nabi, who's more of an all-rounder. Yes. In the Afghanistan team, and also Jadeja and Akshar Patel. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we're stretching the, the term all-rounder a little bit, but I, 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 I feel like taking Husseranga first. I can cast no stones here.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alright, so it's uh, two picks for me and then Estelle and then Jared once again, yep. right? That's how we're doing this? Okay, interesting. So, uh, my next pick, um, I don't know. It's, again, one of those projection picks like like uh, Jared picked past Aleda. I'm going to go with Romario Shepard. I've been really, really impressed with him based on what I've seen or what little I've seen of him of late, especially in those T20s versus England. And this is a guy who's already taken 112 wickets in T20s. Sure, the economy is nine, which is high, but then he's striking at 151 with the bat and he's also averaging 22 and a half. He is an extremely handy cricketer to have in T20 cricket and he's... Well, I mean, he's not young, young, but 29, so peak years, and I expect him to have like three to four solid years here on, and I would keep him ahead of Sam Curran right now, I suppose, because he's had a major drop off, at least as far as his bowling is concerned, ever since he was man of the tournament or player of the tournament in the T20 World Cup, so uh, the, how how quickly the night changes, I suppose, and uh, now I'm really... No, no,
1: let's just, just stick on Romario for one minute, <laughs> so... I actually shared a cab with Romario about six or seven years ago. R- really randomly, we're at the same place and we realized that we were going back to the same hotel. Mm-hmm. And, and I found him a really, really interesting, smart young guy. That he was, you know, he was probably early 20s at that stage. And I've been watching him really closely ever since. I think he's a really fantastic cricketer. His problem is he's there's just a touch of the Carlos Brathwaite's. Huh or he's not quite good enough at either skill consistently to be that star. But as you said, he's hitting peak years. This could be where he just takes a few extra wickets and makes a little bit more runs, and suddenly he goes from being a player you're not sure about to being one of the stars in the world. You watch him against England at times, and you were just like, how is this guy not absolutely dominating every uh, franchise league in the world?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like he's got a very, very high ceiling. But I mean the next few years will tell us whether or not he deserved to be on this list. And I suppose we'll find out. Okay, last pick for me. I am contemplating between three players over here. One is obviously Ravindra Jadeja. But when I look at Jadeja's strike rate, it's under 130. Even though he hit that winning shot in the IPL and won CSK, the the trophy. But uh, I don't know, as a bowler in T20 cricket, I've never been like too pleased with Jadeja. I feel like he can go for quite a few. And then the other guy I was thinking about was obviously Sam Curran, And we've discussed the pros and cons of Sam. So I am going to go for a rogue pick over here once again. And this guy has been dominating T20 leagues. Uh, well, barring the IPL perhaps across the world. He has lit up the PSL. He's actually a cult figure over here in Pakistan. he uh, he's Ben Dunk. No, not Ben Dunk, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's 38 uh, and he's still, you know, hitting sixes left, right and center. David Wieser. And uh, Wieser, of course, very interesting career, of course, played for South Africa a bit now. He's this Namibian star and also featured for them in the T20 World Cup, did well for them. And, uh, sure, the average of, T or of 22.6 doesn't look great, but he's still striking at 144. And with the ball, he's handy, you know, uh, kind of gets batters to hole out and stuff like that and sometimes he can hit really good lines and lengths and yeah again I feel like he's one of the most underrated T20 cricketers of this last decade so I've put him ahead of Sam Curran and Jadeja
1: yeah I think he's he's a fantastic cricketer and he's probably one of those cricketers that's matured very very late hmm. I think um, but I've been looking at T20 numbers for a long time now and he quite often has come up in my numbers hmm. and I think that perhaps team slept on him a little bit he's uh, very similar to like a South African or Namibian version of Dwayne Bravo mm. in that he's probably not the best death bowler you're going to have, but he's willing to bowl at the death. And because he can bat as well, he kind of gives you two really important skill sets from from that point of view. I, I think right at the moment, you would, depending on your team makeup, mm. it makes sense that, you know, that you would might have him ahead of someone like Sam Curran. And Jay, the other person that I don't think we've mentioned yet is Jason Holder. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, there's, um, there's a couple of other scene bowling all rounders out there, uh, with experience, but I think that if you look at Jason Holder and you look at Sam Curran, they've probably got obviously far higher end talent than David Visa, Mm. but he just has roles that work better in T20 cricket right at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, not that any of our squads have been picked with that in mind, but if they were, <laughs> that would make sense. I mean,
0: I really did want to go for Sam Curran because I do really like him, but uh, he kind of got exposed with the ball after the T Twenty World Cup, and those cutters only, you know, took him so far or so long, and 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 I mean. Uh, he was looked upon as this great death bowler after that T20 World Cup and he now you would be hard-pressed to give him an over in the death. So I wanted him, but then again, Visa is clutch. And so is Ravi Jadeja, but I, just, I don't know, I was just more, or tilting more towards David Visa.
2: Yeah, I like I that it pick it, of David Visa, I think because, just because like what he offers with both bat and ball, right? I mean, Jadeja is good, uh, but have we really seen him go berserk with the bat in international cricket as we have like in maybe the IPL. Um, I'm not too sure about that. So Visa, again, another guy who's kind of lifting his country up, right? So mm. um, I really like that pick. Is it my turn? Last one? Your last yeah, pick? It, yeah. yeah so I I'm, love
1: how she she says that every time <laughs> knowing so just to give herself yeah. extra time. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's uh, something yeah, so sinister I, about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. So since I've kind of gone heavily towards the spin bowling all-rounders. I'm gonna pick another uh medium face all-rounder. Maybe she is slightly beyond her prime, but Sophie Divine. I uh, think mm. between her and Cap, I think you've probably got two of the best all-rounders ever in the women's game. Uh she opens the batting strike rate isn't career strike rate isn't great, but when she gets going I think it's really hard to stop her. Uh, I think the WPL last year, she scored 99 of 30-something deliveries, and it was just everything was in the stands. So that kind of hitting is incredible. But at the same time, with the ball, uh, she has, what, 40-odd uh, 40 or, 40 or wickets? Am I right? Um, just brilliant with the ball as well. So tough to go past. I was thinking about, <laughs> you guys are going to laugh, but Jimmy Nisham. Maybe, but no. I went with Sowcide. If
0: this was the best tweeter, you know, draft, then Jimmy Nisham would probably win it for me. Uh, you could have gone for Chamari as well, maybe.
2: Yeah, Chamari. I would have picked her if I didn't pick Matthews. I feel like hmm. I wanted to kind of balance things out a bit.
0: Yeah. Hmm, fair enough. She has actually forty wickets in women's T20Is. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: So I'm just gonna. <laughs> Because I've got the last pick. Yeah. I just want to go through the people we're missing because <laughs> it's such a big list hmm. that will annoy. Ch- Chennai fans may never come back to this podcast, by the way, because <laughs> Jadeja and Curran and, and Ali have not yeah. been picked. Um, uh, Liam Livingston, mm. Marcus Stoinis are two others. Uh, as I said, Muhammad Nabi before. Yeah. I think make, uh, a, a, you make know, a really good claim for him. Cameron Green, again, a bit like Hasaranga, I feel like he hasn't quite proven it on the other side of the ball but he hasn't proven it on either side of the ball Rhett, hmm. yet with Cameron Green so it's at least with Baz the leader we've seen him do it at, at, um at this level a little bit uh and i think we mentioned Jason Holder before Patel Patel's another really mm-hmm. interesting one he was
0: on my list i just didn't know where to fit him uh Santner was there Shakib was there but then again i looked at their records yeah Shakib i've got him here too yeah. i was like you know the yeah. guys better than these people
2: yeah before yeah, people ha- yell at me Sophie Devine has 113 bigots and more than oh. 3,000 runs, Okay, not 46
0: bigots, sorry. There you go. I don't <laughs> think people are yelling. In fact, all the women that are going to watch this podcast are going to love you.
1: Oh, I think if anyone's yelling at us, it's still the Chennai fans.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: um, uh, so I've got to pick last. So it's probably between Muhammad Nabi and I think Akshar Patel. Hmm. Um, I f- I f- it feels really unfair to Sam Curran and Ravidjadejo because I actually do think they're very good cricketers. Hmm. Um but I almost feel, I always feel with Ravi Jadeja and Sam Curran that you kind of need the right kind of players around them to make it work. Which is why when Sam Curran, Jadeja and Moinelli were all playing together, that looked so good. And why Sam Curran hasn't looked as good when he's been taken out of that situation at times. Um, and, you know, when he's had to play for England, he struggled a little bit more. Um and then, so it's between Akshar Patel and Muhammad Nambi. I'll probably go, I'll go Akshar Patel because I think he's massively underrated for how talented he he is. Um, like in international cricket, um, he's got 47 wickets at 25, going at about 7.34, but he's got a strike rate of, uh, it was in front of me two seconds ago, he's got a strike rate of 144, averaging just under 20 so far. Um you can bat him probably what as high as number four consistently. I think, you know, India have certainly tried that before. And I think he's of, of all those guys, he's improving. I think Sam Karen's the one that could embarrass us all the most. And I still can't <laughs> believe he's not actually on um any of our lists. Yeah. Um, and I think Jadeja's a fantastic cricketer, but I'm not sure that T20 cricket is his best. I think at his absolute best, Jadeja, on a wicket that is ragging, um, and he can just come in and face the pace bowlers in the last three or four overs, he can still be a he would be on this list here. Um, but I think right at the moment, I'm not sure that I would have him right at the top. And I just like Aksha. Huh. I just think Aksha is a really good cricketer. And Muhammad Nabi, if Muhammad Nabi was in at 74, I'd probably have him on this list. Um, but, you know, he, he's got on a little bit. Thanks to the kind folks at FlexiSpot for looking after my office and my butt by sending me their E7 Pro Desk that save your favorite desk heights at a touch of a button. You don't have to crank anything. This thing just finds the height that you like and you can work. And their BS12 Pro chair that supports my posterior while I'm recording, well, this ad and all my shows. If you need great desks, especially ones that change heights or the best quality chairs, head on over to FlexiSpot.
0: Yeah, I like the fact that uh, Rashid was picked ahead of Mohammed Nabi because... We are looking at the current state of affairs, right? So, I mean, who would I rather have in my team? It's a no-brainer. Some other honourable mentions, uh, Imad Vaseem. He didn't make the cut. And then you have uh, Aaron Hardy, Jared's favourite, Aaron Hardy. Of course, hasn't played internationally. <laughs> he's very unlucky
1: play. to miss out. Yeah,
0: Marco Jansen, maybe another potential, you know, uh, projection pick. He could be great in years to come. And then uh, who else did I have over here? Uh, Curtis camphor maybe? I'm not sure. I mean, he's interesting. there and there. No, no, that's
1: an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't really thought of him. But yeah, he's he certainly... I, I was thinking of Delaney as well out mm. of Ireland, who's done quite well mm. of recent times. And, and Ashwin and Narine... Mm? are probably more specialist bowlers that can sometimes do things, but... You know, I mean, if we've got Rashid Khan in this list, those, t- those two guys could certainly come back in as well.
0: Yeah. Also, like, I already had picked Glenn Maxwell, so I didn't want to pick another all-rounder who was, uh, you know, too much batting focused because there were the likes of Liam Livingston. Even Glenn Phillips was there, to be honest. I mean, mm. I can't believe... Markram? Yeah, Markram. Markram, Markram also fits the bill. Uh, another projection pick would have been Azmatullah Omarzai from Afghanistan. Quite impressed with what Ooh, he has one, yeah. to offer. Logan Van Beek, maybe? Not sure. But, so uh, we
1: started by saying there's no all-rounders, mm-hmm. and we ended up by not putting Sam Taran or Jadeja <laughs> in the side, um, and then go through this entire list. Yeah, I mean, look, it's weird. I think if you look at it, it let's just let me just come across to the to the list. So Gardner and Hardik Pandya, um, maybe uh, are probably with with uh, Haley Matthews hmm. the only like proper all-rounders there. And by that I mean as someone who could p- probably get picked for either of their mm-hmm. skills in a cricket side, mm-hmm. right? Um, are not, not Like Hasaranga, you're probably not picking as a batter anymore. Shadab Khan, probably not picking as a bowler anymore and his batting's probably not quite at that level. Marizan probably gets in as a bowler and probably not quite as a batter. Glenn Maxwell certainly not playing as a bowler, right? Sikanda, yes, but, uh, you know, more towards the end of his career. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that, even though we're saying there's all these all-rounders, I think what Estelle said before is is very apt. Is there aren't that many people who are actually genuine all-rounders? <laughs> there are a lot of players who have one skill and maybe a, 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 a another skill that is not terrible that can that can help, like a supplementary skill rather than a, a a fundamental all-rounder. I think that's what I found the hardest. Of that's probably why, if you look at my list, outside of Hasaranga, which was the bit of the rogue pick, but the next three picks of mine are very much Probably people who are a little bit more all-round than than some of the others, but but it shows you with you know Glenn Maxwell and Rashid Khan how tough it is and and where you draw the line. Yeah, uh, you know the old-fashioned thing of you have to be able to get picked uh, as a batter or a bowler. We'd have like four people on this list. <laughs>
0: Also, I mean, we're thinking from that sort of mindset that what if we're like, at least I did, did it that way, that I'm assembling a team of all-rounders as is and I want them to actually play for me. So I had to think along those lines. But also, just based on what you've just said, maybe there's an episode in the future in, we, in which we do all-time cricket all-rounders and that would make for an interesting podcast, I believe.
1: Do keepers make it? No. <laughs> no, that's fair. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> All right, then. Uh, you want to do the honors, Jared? You want to announce uh, the top yeah. five for each? Uh,
1: so Estelle went Ashley Gardner, Andre Russell, Haley Matthews, Rashid Khan, and Sophie Devine. Uh, Bayram went Hardik Pandya, Shadab Khan, Glenn Maxwell, Romario Shepard, David Visa. And I went uh Hassaranga, Marazan Kap, Sikander Raza, Dalida, and Akshar Patel. Hmm. Uh, I think who's got, who should win that? I think
0: I'm going to win this one.
1: I think he might. Oh, but you got Shadab second.
0: Mm. I think,
1: see, I, I think you've got to be more um, cunning with this. You could have picked Shadab last. No <laughs> yeah. one, no, we weren't <laughs> picking Shadab, right? Don't put your, if you did that, I think this list. If I picked uh, Rashid
0: ahead of Shadab, and that, that would be like a, a clear cut win, I, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I mean, Estelle's is interesting because she has three, yeah, even even with sophie as well sophie's less of a genuine all-rounder than mm. the other two but um, she ha- she's gone with like proper all rounders and then just thrown in Russian Khan and just be like well he batted good last year so <laughs> yeah you know, he's fine um, so yeah I don't I don't know how everyone will feel about this I don't think any of us has a rock solid list here as I said coming in I did not feel comfortable about this I don't think I've picked well I'm not sure any of us have and I'd like to apologise ahead of time to the entire Super King fan base
0: <laughs> but yeah I mean. I guess uh, whoever's listening or watching, let us know what your picks would have been in the comments section below. And of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, like the video, share it with your friends and subscribe to this channel and Jared's other channel. We'll be back next week with a Quick Picks Episode 7. That's all for now. Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening. This podcast has an ad-free version via Patreon where there are also many other extras as well, including a Discord channel where you can chat to me directly. There is a link to the Patreon in the show notes. We are an independent podcast, so support us any way you can. Maybe give us a review, subscribe, or share on social media. All of these things help us. And when it comes to podcasts, word of mouth is always the best way of making it grow. If we had a guest on, chances are their socials are in the show notes. Please support everyone who comes on this show. I am Jared Kimber, and this is my network. But we also have hosts and co-hosts like Baron Kazi and Estelle Vasudevan. This network is overseen by Nick McCorriston, and each episode is produced by Ishit Kabirka at Sound Potion Studio. Mukunda Bandredi, or Muku, as most people will know, is the head of our YouTube channels, and he also helps out with so many other things like the podcast recordings. And there's so many other people we could thank here, but I just want to thank all the listeners and all the people who help behind the scenes that make this podcast work. Social media nightmares keeping you up after you turn out 25 minutes of gold on your podcast? It's time to wake up to Memento FM. They find the best designs for your posts, transforming your videos and podcasts into great social media posts. Join Memento FM today.